to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 403. I stepped across the room and opened the shuttered windows. Sunlight flooded the room. There was a hint of celis flower and trill of birdsong. I've always found that taking in some air is good for whatever troubles a body, though others disagree. I smiled at him. He didn't return it. Yes, yes, you're very clever. Come here and sit. I did so, taking a chair near his bedside. Now explain yourself. I told Codicus I was compiling a collection of stories from the noble houses, I said. A handy excuse, as it also explains why I have been spending time with you. The mayor's expression remained grim. I saw pain blur his eyes like a cloud passing in front of the sun. Proof that you are a skilled liar hardly gains you my trust. A cold knot began to form in my stomach. I had assumed the mayor would accept the truth more easily than this. Just so, your grace, I lied to him, and I am telling you the truth. Since he thought me nothing more than an idle lordling, he let me watch while he made your medicine. I held up the amber flask. The sunlight broke itself into rainbows on the glass. Alvaron remained unmoved. His normally clear eyes fogged with confusion and pain. I ask for proof and you tell me a story. Codicus has been a faithful servant for a dozen years. Nevertheless, I will consider what you've said. His tone implied it would be a short, unkind consideration. He held out his hand for the vial. I felt a small flame of anger strike up inside me. It helped to ease the cold fear setting, settling in my gut. Your grace wants proof? I want my medicine, he snapped. And I want to sleep. Please do. Your grace, I can... How dare you interrupt me? Alvron struggled to sit up right in his bed, his voice furious. You go too far. Leave now, and I may still consider retaining your services. He was trembling with rage, his hands still reaching for the vial. There was a moment of silence. I held out the vial before he could grasp it and said, You have vomited recently. It was milky and white. The tension in the room rose sharply, but the mare went motionless when he heard what I said. Your tongue feels thick and heavy. Your mouth is dry and filled with an odd, sharp taste. You have had a craving for sweets, for sugar. You wake in the night and find you cannot move, cannot speak. You are struck with palsy, with colic and unreasoning panic. As I spoke, the mare's hand slowly drew away from the vial. His expression was no longer livid and angry. His eyes seemed unsure, almost frightened. But they were clear again, as if the fear had awakened some sleeping caution. And that's the page. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. Oh, you! I was so confused. I thought for sure that you had disappeared. <laughs> no, I'm I'm right here, Jordana, right where I've always been. Yes, I'm just I'm so used to to you or Nick introducing yourselves before me that I forget that sometimes I can also do that. Mm-hmm. What a strange thing. 
So what's sleeping out to you on this page, Shredana? He's listing off all these symptoms. And I know that, like, Foth was in the Medica, but just to, like, have this in your brain off the top of your head is kind of like, wow. He's a He's a special smart boy. I know he's a special smart boy, but sometimes it's just like, I don't, you know what? I don't even mind. Never mind. I'm not going to complain. I like, I love it. I yeah. can't help it. <laughs> but Nick wouldn't. And I'm channeling my inner Nick with some sort of Quoth uh, is too smart and we shouldn't like him thing. <laughs> there is a real attraction to characters who know a bunch of stuff and get to solve problems not through the use of their fists but through how clever they are yes knowledge is attractive <laughs> it, it's like aspirational in kind of a different way because we all wish we could be that smart like that's the appeal of sherlock holmes right like the fantasy of sherlock holmes being able to like look at you and like know where you've been all day because of there's a particular kind of mud on your shoe and uh you know and you walk with a slight limp and blah 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 like it's like it obviously it's it's as much fantasy as a wizard um, but it, it's, it's seems more attainable and it's attractive. They do this with medical shows too. Like house is just Sherlock Holmes in a doctor's coat, right? Oh yeah. I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. <laughs> and, and, and like, that's explicit. The people who created that show were like, we're going to make a Sherlock Holmes show about a doctor right down to the drug addiction. Yeah. And then we find out later that these symptoms are the symptoms of lead poisoning. And that is adds an extra dimension i think because that's like a real thing that we know like in a fantasy novel we might expect that a character who is being poisoned is being poisoned by a a kind of mystical malady and then the writer can just kind of make up whatever they think the symptoms are but the mayor is being poisoned by something that you know real people have been poisoned with in our world uh many many times perhaps our our listeners i know we have at least one doctor listener so perhaps our listeners will write in and let us know if these are in fact the correct symptoms of lead poisoning. Yeah, that's a that's a good point because, you know, I read all this and I go, wow, that seems pretty convincing to me. I'm convinced that this is lead poisoning. But of course, I'm not a doctor. I don't actually know what the symptoms are. And I'm not going to Google them because the author has done a good a good enough job of convincing me that these are what they are by sounding authoritative. But I think that that ties into a kind of a larger point about this book is that Rothfuss is really good at making this world feel really consistent and logical and um, and like realistic so that when things that are actually magical happen, they feel extra magical because this is not a world where real magic is all that common. Even sympathy has a kind of like scientific method behind it. And so I think that making sure that that the mayor is being poisoned by a real world kind of poisoning that can be explained in our universe is just another way of adding that kind of gritty realism to this book. I agree. I also think like this exchange that they're having where Quoth is, he sort of assumes the mayor is going to believe him. So he's not ready to kind of fight to prove his point initially. And they have that, weird little back and forth where they interrupt each other and then folks just like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to give him the knowledge that I have. And we're just going to throw it out there. Um, like he knows what he's doing is rude, but he's kind of got nothing to lose by the point at which he is reciting the symptoms. Yeah. This is like a gamble for him, right? Because if the mayor doesn't believe him at this point, then he is up shit's Creek without a paddle. 
you know, the mayor is probably going to kick him out of the castle. He won't be able to make enough money to get his loot back. He'll have burned his bridges with Thrape and he won't even have, you know, a way to get back to the university, right? Except his own two feats. So this is a real all or nothing gamble for him. And this kind of also ties into what I was talking about on the previous page that the the real conflict in this chapter is Quoth trying to convince the mayor that he's being poisoned by Codicus. And we as the reader, you know, we're inclined to believe Quoth. And I think that we're inclined to think that the mayor is going to be inclined to believe Quoth because Quoth has proven that he's trustworthy by saying, hey, look, I'm an arcanist. I can prove it. But the mayor is not so easily trusted as that. And, you know, he's known Codicus for 12 years. He's known Quoth for like a couple of weeks, right? Like, who would you believe? Yeah. You know? And I actually think that a lot of the evidence that the mayor raises in this chapter is meant to make us second guess Quoth's assumption that Codicus is poisoning the mayor. Indeed. Quoth finds ways to rationalize it because he's committed the the cardinal sin of many a scientist and many a detective, right? He's come to a conclusion and then he's finding evidence to fit that conclusion rather than, you know, putting forward a hypothesis and then trying to see if the hypothesis bears out. Reasonable. Also, there's something that like jumps out to me for, for a stupid reason on this page. But the first thing Quoth says when he's reciting the, symptoms is he says you vomited recently it was milky and white and i don't vomit very often but last time i checked most of the time isn't vomit milky and white unless it's like from drinking too much booze i don't vomit all that often but the last couple of times i can remember vomiting it was neither milky nor white well i guess i just like must have had like chowder or something before vomiting the last times i remember I feel like when I have vomited in the recent past, it has been semi-clear and kind of the color, like a kind of brownish-yellow color. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. That would be the color food shows up when it comes back out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, this scintillating conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listeners, don't listen to this episode while you're eating your lunch. <laughs> um. And with that, I am out of notes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the only other thing that I want to sort of remark on is how the mayor is characterized here as like being, he's like, he's sick of Quoth's shit, right? Like he's sick, he's in pain. Quoth shows up with a, you know, uh, like a, a wild story. All I want is to fucking go to bed. And so it makes a lot of sense to me that He's like, you know, what, you're just proving to me that you're a liar? Like, you're just telling yeah, me a like, story? Like, get out of my face! You know, but like, you know, I'd be grumpy too if I was in terrible pain and f- and fear. Because also, like, if you did find out that someone that you trusted with your health and your well-being for 12 years was trying to kill you, like, that's terrifying, right? So you'd probably try not to believe that that was true. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we've we've uh, Covered it? Yeah, we've we've sent this page to Stovacor, the Hall of Warriors, where it will feast eternally with uh, with the chosen of Kalesh, uh, and we will mount our our war our bird of prey and take to the skies tomorrow on another page of the wind. wind. <laughs>